Hello and welcome. I am back with an interesting third episode in this special series on Watches and Wonders 2023, bigger, better and crazier. In this episode, I'm joined by fellow visitors from India who witnessed the grandeur of the exhibition. First up is Rizwan Bachao. I chat with him to learn about his experiences touch points takeaways the prep work before the show and how different it is as an influencer capturing this experience let's hear from rizwan bacha luxury lifestyle influencer who has visited watches and wonders for the second year this time welcome rizwan thank you neeta for having me on your podcast my pleasure As an influencer is one which timepiece or brands impressed you this year okay that that's a tough question because there were quite a few brands which i could connect with now you know from like you mentioned a luxury lifestyle influencer so from my perspective what i really like or you know what i really like about a timepiece is if you know i can own that timepiece in the future if it'll look good on my wrist mm-hmm. so you know beyond all the other complications uh, and all the other things that go into making a watch for me i connect with a watch if i can wear it on my wrist so from that perspective i had a few favorites this year starting with rolex of course uh 1908 and luckily roger federer was wearing it uh, just day before so it sort of got me those memories back from watches and wonders one of my most favorite sort of most clean uh dials i like the iwc engineer if that it that is how you pronounce it uh, again the whole gerald genta connection and for any you know watch enthusiast that's a you know a, a fanboy moment so i like the way they sort of got that inspiration back into the new watches uh, i like what panerai did with their annual calendar finally there's an annual calendar on a radio mir moblo 8 1858ic i love the gray dial with the bracelet What are the other watches that I can remember at the back of my head? I like what Tag Heuer did with the Carrera, you know those fresh bright colors. Again, it's very sort of uh of beat, not very mainstream, but that's something I want to wear on my wrist. So, you know, it's very, you know, quite a fun sort of dial to have on your wrist. So, that is one watch again uh I really liked, Tudor Black Bay 54. Huge fan of Tudor again. So, that's again a category that Black Bay is something that I want to own very soon. So, of course, Jejele uh, Cool, the the Reverso Tribute, Reverso again is one of my most favorite watches on my wish list. Hopefully, I'll own one soon. So, JLC Reverso Tribute was one more watch that sort of got my attention. So, a few that I can think of. There were many more. I do uh, agree with the nineteen eighty eight Rolex. That's my favorite as well. And uh, uh, you're right, IWC engineer, which has Jeral Janta inspiration. Yes, for sure, Jajala Kutra as well. You're so correct on those. Uh, but this is a personal choice. And what you mentioned to me, aesthetics and the comfort along with aesthetics is what matters the most to you. No, absolutely. Like I said, for me, a watch connection happens. You know, I always start thinking about how will this watch look on my wrist. 
you know so aesthetics is al- always the top priority you know then i wouldn't really care about you know whether it's a diamond studded watch or if it has some crazy complications or a skeleton dial but how will it look on my wrist how can i style it with my outfits or uh, what is the story behind that watch so aesthetics yes and also the inspiration in the story now we all know the secret behind the success story of rizwan how he styles himself and how he presents himself great thank you i think you were there only for 2 days or 3 yes. days i was there for like 2 and 1/2 days wow i think you must have spent literally 2 days living within the watches and wonders because you've seen so many brands of course and you know that's the fun part for me as a watch enthusiast uh the schedules are crazy and you're running from one booth to another but the whole excitement of touching and feeling a watch that has just launched is you know i cannot explain it but uh it's it's hectic but it's fun and i could uh, i mean i tried to make the most of what i could in those what 72 hours it's always a great experience to be there and like i said i try to cover as much as possible um obviously not everything but all the favorite brands uh, some independent watchmakers also so it, it was exciting as always did you feel that the brands booth what did they impact you or was it any um, you know lasting impact of a booth you know anita so like you mentioned this is my second time here mm-hmm. at watches and wonders i've never been to a basel i've never been to an sihh so for me uh, coming to watches and wonders and you know the larger than life the larger than life uh, scale at which you know these booths are set up is always exciting and i like the thought process that goes behind each of these uh, booths so from what i hear a rolex or a patek you know they are pretty much similar to what they used to be during the basel time and i think you know better than i do so i like how they have kept that classic feel into their booths but what i also enjoy as a as a watch geek as a tech geek is some you know fun element that has been integrated into the into the booth so for example <clears throat> what yulis nadin did with the uh, the freak right the the larger than life installation which was also like an illusion with the mirror you know that caught my attention we could do so many things in terms of content there and you know also it was a great way to also uh, show what they've launched because they their focus was freak this year and you know it was such a nice way to put it out there you can you know you cannot literally miss it i like what roger to be you know usually does with uh, their booths you know it's very sort of tech forward you know there are robots moving around yes. they're making your coffee or yes. they're getting your drink so you know those are you know those tiny things which make a great impact in terms of maybe not the watch collection i would say but uh the way the booths are set up mm-hmm. i like uh, for me iwc has always been special because i like how they get the whole vintage element into the picture you know a car parked in, inside the booth and uh they also had a lot of uh, previous gerald gentas displayed there very clean but again very impactful which are the booth uh, i like i like the writing instrument which was displayed at the moblo booth because again that creates a huge impact on you know what their story is it's not only about watches but it's how you know the brand sort of values uh, where they are coming from and what the inspiration has been for this year and i also hublo hublo had a nice sort of uh, globe you know which was lit up and in different sort of colors different shades different sort of elements so as a tech geek i enjoy these things you know about a watch booth so i would say yeah these were the sort of few booths that i can remember at the top of my head and for me they created a good impact at least from a watch enthusiast perspective and from a tech geek perspective 
I can clearly see that toys for boys the car has made such a big impact on you but uh, other than that yes you are absolutely right boots are designed every detail in a luxury matters and this is a reflection or it's a confirmation that every detail makes a difference when it comes to exhibiting a luxury brand yeah. and i'm sure you agree with me was there any memorable moment which you would like to share with us during these two and a half days okay so this is again a fanboy talking not many people know that i grew up as a sports person you know for me i always wanted to choose that as a career which i couldn't pursue that time because again things were difficult you know sports was not that big back then there was no ipl or there were no leagues so you know getting into a sport was not always the thing that your parents advised but i've always been a huge fan of sports and you also know how some of these luxury brands integrate with sports whether it's a formula 1 or tennis you know and when it comes to tennis i'm i'm a huge roger federer fan okay a very big fan you know it's always been a wish list to meet him Mm-hmm. And what happened was this was so you know unplanned because you know at watches and wonders you might just find a celebrity walking yeah, around a booth yeah. and you know you just like okay this is just another person walking around you know another watch fan who's just here to check the watches or represent the brand uh, I mean if they're an ambassador of a brand so I was running from my uh, previous appointment I was a little late and I was going to my next touch and feel session and I'm crossing the Rolex booth and I see someone familiar and I'm like that looks like Roger Federer. and i cannot be wrong because that's roger federer and i literally skipped my next appointment i said you know i'll probably figure out how to get that appointment back but this is my moment which was the next appointment i shouldn't miss asking <laughs> you that i shouldn't mention that because okay. <laughs> i managed to get it later but okay. i completely skipped that i said you know i'm going to wait here because the security around him was like too crazy. it's crazy so i cannot get a picture or cannot say hi to him but it's still a fanboy moment for me mm-hmm. to you know watch roger federer at like a 10 meter distance sure so that is one moment i remember from watches and wonders 2023 that uh, i can never forget hopefully i'll get to meet him soon uh, in person maybe have a chat with him or a handshake but that's one you know moment i can remember and the previous day i also spotted david beckham there so i'm not like a huge david beckham fan but again as a sports person you know he's a big personality he's someone who's also inspiring uh, people like us to how to you know style yourself how to wear that suit how to wear that or pair that watch with a jacket so huge inspiration so i think back to back days of spotting these mega celebrities was sports personalities i would say was like a huge moment for me and something i cannot forget so that's memorable it's a good memory to have and uh, so interesting i i can totally relate this with you uh, because generally at this exhibition you really don't know when you are going to bump with whom here at least you could recognize because there was a lot of crowd sometimes it so happens that uh, a celebrity is walking even without a security yeah. just few people and then you realize oh my god i just happened to see this celebrity okay. if, I, if i may add just one more uh, part to this so like you said you know it's so easy to or rather it's not like a surprising thing right if a mega celebrity is walking around at watches and wonders in one of these booths So from last year till I sort of spotted Roger Federer I only heard about oh Lewis Hamilton was at the IWC booth last year and I'm like oh I missed him because I'm again a huge Formula 1 fan then I heard about two other people then I missed spotting Julia Roberts this year and then I'm like okay maybe I'm not sort of lucky enough to spot any of these celebrities but 
when the Roger Federer moment happened, I'm like, okay, at least I got to, you know, spot my my favorite or, you know, my, I mean, a person who has inspired me, yeah, in his journey. So, and that was like a moment for me. I'm so happy. I'm so happy for you. Really. Thank you. Yeah, I can really relate with it. Did you observe any particular trend this year in Watches and Wonders? And if yes, uh, what that was? So, see, again, I don't call myself a watch expert. So, from a lifestyle, luxury, influencing perspective, I've learned about watches in the last 10-12 years. Apart from, obviously, my own collection, when I grew up, obviously, I was always inclined towards watches. But I always, uh, didn't always know the story behind each watch. And now... Every day, you know, you discover some new brands who have a story, uh, where they come from, what has been their sort of uh, inspiration. So, a brand that started in the 1930s or how did they sort of start the watchmaking process. So, from an outsider perspective, what I, at least to the best of my knowledge, I saw a trend across watch brands in terms of their collection this year that uh, they were reinventing the classics this year. Reinventing the classics. Yeah. I figured that a lot of the collections this year were inspired by, you know, bring back the classics, but in a new way, in a modern way, but get get the inspiration from where they started. So that is one trend that I noticed across a few brands. One more interesting trend that I, again, from a fashion perspective, I, I saw that a lot of now watch media, a lot of watch media, a lot of watch enthusiasts, collectors, influencers make an effort every day to dress up to the occasion. I'm not sure if that was the case back in the days. You are probably the best person to tell me if, you know, that was also the case pre-social media days. But I saw a lot of people making efforts to dress up every day so that, you know, uh, this is day one, day two, day three. Maybe not they are not putting it out there, but I could sort of notice this trend across people who I was meeting every day. That, you know, a lot of effort has been gone into, has gone into planning the outfits of the days, uh, what they're wearing, what shoes, what bags they're carrying and which are the brands they're checking out today and you know accordingly like someone made a comment on my suit that day that oh you know you're dressed up for Rolex today I oh. said yeah maybe because that was that was my inspiration that you know today I'm going to check the Rolex booth so I'll probably so how did they guess that you were dressed no, for Rolex what did you what did they see a burgundy suit that day uh-huh. maybe that was a classic I'm not sure if that connects with the brand in any way but someone made a comment that oh looks like you know you're dressed up for Rolex today so I'll you know, get my pictures on your wrist. So I'm like, yeah, I mean, fair enough. So I think, but I saw this trend across not only me, but a lot of other people. And maybe you can add on to this if this is a case or if this was also the case back in the days during Basel or SIHH. Are you particularly referring to us Indian community? Not only Indian community. I have friends uh, because of being at Watches and Wonders for the second time. I have friends who were from Europe, someone from Africa, someone from uh, Cyprus. Okay. But... Each of these, you know, gentlemen were dressed up to the occasion every day and they made efforts to plan their suits, their outfits, whether it's a casual outfit, it's a jacket, it's three-piece. But uh, I saw that effort going into, you know, how you're sort of showing up at Watches and Wonders because it makes an impact. It, it makes a difference when you're talking to a brand person, you're networking with the watch community. So, I mean, that's a trend I, I noticed as from, from my sort of perspective. For sure, uh, classics have been uh, making a comeback uh, uh, since uh, last year and it continues. Uh, When it comes to the trend of people uh, dressing particularly and taking additional efforts, A, I feel it's natural 
and yes it does happen it's not a trend that has happened only this year it continues um it continues because you we just mentioned and we just chatted and we discussed about how every detail makes a difference when it comes to luxury in the same way if you do have collection of watches and you are visiting one particular brand a brand really feels uh you know delighted to spot it's like a conversation starter yeah. if you are having a rolex and you are meeting some team from rolex it's always preferred that you're wearing a rolex and going or if you have a, a have a meeting with iwc and you have an iwc or a panerai you will try and wear a watch which will you know brand because it's it's like your doors open and you were received right but it's not only that it's also an affirmation that you have also invested time and effort to see the brand the way brand has invested time and effort to exhibit and welcome you yeah. so it's it's just an obvious reciprocation yeah. so uh, this trend actually exists and it continues there are uh, most of the people will take effort yeah. but i would like to stay with this and not let you go off before we get some tips when it comes to your dressing your collection of watches how do you decide which watch looks good with which of your suits yeah so i i, I think that's the simplest part because uh, i've been collecting suits and watches for a long time and when i say watches it need not always be a luxury watch you know it's a watch that has a story so it could be a seiko it could be a casio or it could be a panerai or it, it could be a rolex for that can matter can i can i button yeah seiko grand seiko is luxury don't worry no, absolutely and grand seiko and seiko is very interesting brand huh? yeah so you know the whole japanese engineering whether it's a seiko or a citizen or a casio for that matter again it's very inspiring they're not Swiss watchmakers, but they also have their own sort of perspective on watchmaking, sure. which is very inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. How their movements, uh, uh, you know, are produced. Uh, but yeah, I went to the Grand Seiko booth also for that matter, and I really love again the Japanese aesthetics. Very clean, very neat. I think uh, the evolution, if I'm not mistaken, the collection, uh, which is a limited edition uh, with, with like a silver grayish dial, mm. was beautiful. But yeah, Grand Seiko is uh, again a brand that. is on my wish list hopefully owning it soon but i have a few seikos uh the cocktail dial again that has a story so yeah coming back to your question uh, how do i plan uh i just make sure that uh, the basic tips for uh, at least for menswear that i try and match my shoes to my watch strap to you know my my color of my suit or if i'm wearing a safari shirt or a shacket rather uh it should not be too loud at least for me i like keeping it very clean minimal but yet very classic uh, very sort of uh, classy rather not classic so for me i match my shoes to my watch strap and if it's a bracelet then i think it's easy it's you know very versatile i would say um but i also make efforts to if i'm attending a watch fair or a luxury event you know which is at this scale i also get some things made specially for the occasion Yeah so interesting because what happens is when you are investing in your own uh, suit you know that stays forever if you are able to maintain your weight and your your measurements i think that suit uh, if you select a nice fabric it stays with you so you can obviously keep repeating it but i make sure that i'm not repeating my colors from last year keeping it different because social media now has made us you know 
I would say conscious. Sp- not only conscious. I don't know. It's it's not very really sustainable for that matter. But uh, you still feel that your audience has already seen you wearing an X Y Z watch last year with this suit. So you still have to keep it different for your audience also because that is a pressure you have as an influencer, right? Because your audience remembers. So keeping all those things in mind, you have to make sure that you're not repeating anything that you wore last year, but still keeping it classy, still keeping it uh, trendy. And then I have, I'm blessed to have friends who are into the designing space, menswear designers. So they also help me a lot with the new trends. We look up on uh, what is the new, latest fashion in Italy or Paris, or you know what, an X Y Z celebrity wore here. Get inspiration. Uh, get things made accordingly not copy exactly but uh, you know let's see what the trends are and then i get to learn a lot from them also so it's sometimes they experiment on me so it's it works both ways i'm going to stay here on the uh, on the fact that you said that you generally try to match the color of your shoes with the watch straps right what if your shoes are different color and your watch is a gold i don't know whether you would wear gold shoes so how would you match that i'm sorry i'm going to ask you this but you know that's that's what it you know i'm sure the listeners want to know that no absolutely i think that's fine like you said you can't wear a golden shoe but uh, i think the the point is to make sure that it's not like a you know completely different contrast because uh, that will stand out even if it's a you know tiny detail on your wrist a strap you know you'll think of it as you know something which is something that people might ignore but um if it's too contrasting it will stand out so then if it's a golden uh, if it's a golden strap that you're wearing then you have to plan your uh, shoes accordingly maybe you get a you know little very subtle tan so that your watch stands out and your shoe doesn't so you don't wear colors which pop too much so you go very neutral on your shoes so i think that's the trick i go maybe a very subtle tan or you can maybe do something which is black i wouldn't always recommend because i'm not a huge fan of black shoes and watches but i would rather say that you know if it's a golden watch it's a silver watch you can still pair it with a black shoe a golden watch can be paired with like a tan a tan shoe but you have to still decide if that color is not standing out your shoes then have to be very neutral and your watch has to stand out thank you i think that really helps yeah. because that was really very very interesting and i'm sure that audience will love that what impressed you the most about this event what impressed me the most is 50 watch brands under one roof announcing their releases for the year uh where else will you find something like this and when we're talking about watch brands these are the super luxury brands and when you're talking about luxury as a category i don't i maybe i can't think of any other event which has to offer 50 brands who are announcing their launches for you know for the year under one roof and you get to experience all of them so you know even if you leave the category aside maybe i haven't explored much you might know better if you know there are other events which are at this scale but the kind of networking that happens you get to meet every watch person involved with the brand for those 3 days so the networking opportunities immense and i don't think so i have experienced something like this and for me both the years were different because first year was more about being there and understanding what this uh, exhibition is all about and then second year i was more prepared i knew you know i have to set my meetings i have to get my touch and feel sessions uh, booked in advance what the people i need to meet i've already you know written my emails to people so 
I don't see any other event offering so much in the luxury space. So that is what is most impressive. Fabulous. I'm sure that watchers and wonders also would be happy to know that. Thank you. Thank you Rizwan for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. After all, they are the first touch points that a customer experiences at the exhibition, I mean. Yes, it is true that brands invest so much R&D and resources to create experiences for their customers and visitors. Not only do they invest time and effort in introducing new novelties, but also in presenting these thematic larger than life booths. Talking about experiences and booths, I'm delighted to welcome my colleague who traveled with me to Watches and Wonders for the first time. This is what she had to share. This was the first year that Lux Insider team visited Watches and Wonders 2023. And I'm delighted to welcome Ruchika Jain, my colleague who traveled along with me to Watches and Wonders. Welcome Ruchika. Hi and thank you for having me. Your experience is something which I feel and I believe that my our listeners would be very delighted to understand because you visited the exhibition for the first time. So how was your experience? You know, I consider myself so fortunate to be able to experience something of this magnitude, this grandeur. It was out of the world. It was crazy. Like time just stopped. It is something else which I cannot put into words. It is magical. Well, I can just only say one thing that there is just excitement and and passion executing out of uh, uh, Ruchika. One does get mesmerized and one does fall in love with watches once you enter in the world of watches. And you know that you know that very well because you have spent some time with me. Is there a brand or an, or even a watch that has left a memorable impact on your mind? Yes, there are quite a few pieces actually, not just one. I I loved timepieces from Cartier especially from the tank collection uh, Rolex of course it's like on everyone's wish list and uh, Van Cleef and Apples too because how poetic those timepieces were for sure it's very very feminine right Cartier is feminine Rolex is feminine and Van Cleef and Apples is feminine well thank you thank you so much Ruchika because uh, you know getting first hand experience for our listeners is extremely valuable so really appreciate that thank you and thank you for this incredible opportunity that's all from us now just like the exhibition authorities take almost a year in advance to plan this brands take couple of years to introduce new novelties The visitors, media and retailers also spend a lot of time planning how to work their way out during the exhibition. And for us to make this podcast live, we to spend hours and hours of resources, time and ideas to get you this podcast episode. Hope you enjoyed it. Before I sign off for now, one last thing. Remember When I said that there was so much happening in Geneva during the Watches and Wonders week, apart from the exhibition, 
other brands also showcase their novelties outside the exhibition. I was fortunate enough to discover some of the brands and I'm excited to share all of it in my finale episode of this special series. Coming next, stay tuned and goodbye for now.